Today is November 8th, 2020. This is episode 73 of Back to Normal, so let's get started. All right, today, hopefully, is the last day I talk about politics because yesterday, about five hours after I recorded the last episode, Joe Biden was declared the winner of the US election. I forget who did it first. I think Decision Desk HQ has claimed that they did it first. I'm actually pretty sure Vox did it first, the actually the day before. Um, but it was great to see all the other news networks. Um, as soon as Pennsylvania was called by Decision Desk and they projected Joe Biden as the winner, all the other networks came across and made the same projection. Whether they would have done so or not on their own, who knows? But um, that's out of the way now. It's very glad to see at least a call. Um, that's not to say that the fight, the kind of legal battle is over, but it kind of seems like it might be. Um, I was reading yesterday about how actually I thought this immediately, but um, in Wisconsin, Donald Trump immediately claimed as soon as it was called, he claimed, OK, we're going to obviously that needs a recount. We're going to challenge this in court. And uh, so, yes, but by the time all the votes were actually counted in Wisconsin, it's actually not that close. Um, it's actually outside the range of an automatic recount. Um, which would mean that I think it was $3 million that the loser would need to pay in order to force a recount. Like a, uh, they, need, they can ask for a recount, but it needs to be paid for by them. And <clears throat> so the Trump campaign had said, yeah, of course, we're going to do that. But has, has made no attempt to actually do that, to, um, to pay that money to force a recount. And given the fact that he's already leaking money, um, given the fact that, you know, everything else is stacked against him even if wisconsin flipped back that's not enough to to get him the election all this information um donald trump is actually raising money right now there's a an article I was, or not an article but a tweet with fine print in um there's a donald trump recount fund or something that you can donate money to um saying that 50 percent of the funds that you donate up to a certain amount like there's a certain legal maximum will go towards the recount and 50% will go towards retiring debt from his campaign fund, which I just think is hilarious. Like he's raising money because he's in debt in other places. Uh, that's uh, that's crazy. It doesn't seem like he's going to be able to pay for that recount or is going to even need or want to pay for that recount. Um, I suspect the same is going to be true. They're going to try to file spurious lawsuits in um, in all kinds of places. Everything we've seen so far shows that um, judges, which is, this is the way it should be, by the way. Um, the judges have a much higher requirement for evidence and all that kind of, you know, information to back up your claim um, than Facebook posts or Trump voters like a Trump voter will will see some something without really any evidence and make a claim and that will spread like wildfire on Facebook. But that doesn't make it um, that doesn't make it real in any way that doesn't that's not that doesn't count as evidence that doesn't count as anything it's just a claim um and it's nice to see that courts judges across those um, contested states are basically saying okay well you you're saying this you're making this claim where's your evidence for it and they're saying we don't really have any or they're they're just basically trying to make a claim and the judge is essentially throwing it out saying well i come back when you have evidence you're really staking your law career on this uh, which is great. It's it, that's how it's supposed to be. That judges are not supposed to just take the side of somebody because they're on the same political party. That would that would be ridiculous. So I'm glad to see that. Um, and honestly, I've been yesterday. 
from the time it was called around 1130 until, I mean, even now, but the, the, that entire rest of the day, it was just beautiful and lovely to be on Twitter. There was a lot of talk four years ago um, about how when Donald Trump won, there was a lot of, you know, everybody or at least lots of conservatives on the Internet basically saying, oh, this win is delicious. It's great seeing the owning the libs and seeing them cry. Um, this outpouring of negative sentiment, like rubbing it in the faces of the people who lost. Um, and that attitude, like they didn't even want to win. They just wanted to make liberals lose. That was the whole goal. It was, oh, you're going to get you're going to get upset if you lose. You're going to get sad. Oh, well, then we're definitely going to want to beat you then. And seeing the stark contrast yesterday, um, just spontaneous outpourings of support and love and partying and compassion and dancing and all of that in the streets. I personally, uh, obviously, I'm a little bit concerned about the pandemic, which is still very much alive. Um, but fortunately, there are a few factors which help um, these kinds of events, these kind of spontaneous events, not be super spreader events. First of all, first of all, most importantly, every single person there, because masks are somehow political now, every single person there is a Democrat. And so they're all wearing masks. Everybody is wearing masks already. That cuts the spread down an insane amount. That's this is you're not likely to have a super spreader event if everybody is wearing masks. Second point, which is almost as important, if not more important, is that they're all outside. In the open air, you are much, much less likely to spread a virus to somebody else, especially if you're outside and you're both wearing masks. So all this talk about super spreader events, this is not how it works. The reason that we called Donald Trump rallies and that Supreme Court um, nomination uh, where he actually caught it along with a bunch of his staff, the reason we called those super spreader events is because nobody was wearing masks and you were all you were outside, but you were all sitting right next to each other. No masks. That was the reason, not because you're just gathering. That's it takes more than that. And it also takes there's knowledge that this is happening. And so this is kind of like the beach thing early on. You can take the pandemic seriously and still go to public places. It's a thing you can do. You can go to public places and not take it seriously and, and do things that spread it, like shaking hands with people, all that. But this is not what's happening. This is people are gathering, wearing masks and outside, and they're just having fun together. And I, it's great to see. I, I don't know if I would personally spontaneously do it or if I would, I would definitely stay, like keep my distance from other people. But I cannot fault them. And I don't think that these are going to lead to massive super spreader events. These people who are celebrating right now have been doing this for months. Um, there have been Black Lives Matter protests. There have been all kinds of marches. People have been marching for months now, every day in, in certain some of these democratic, some of these bigger cities. And especially where, where events have taken place, where, where people have been killed or, or whatever uh, events have happened. And these people know how to not get sick from the coronavirus when they're out doing this. And like I said, that involves masks and being outside. So it's just great to see. And I don't really put a lot of weight behind these super spreader myth, um, you know, calling Democrats hypocrites and all that kind of stuff. I don't see it. Um, because they're all doing it in a safe, not if not the safest way, then absolutely a safe way to to do this. So um, it was also really nice. I remember four years ago watching. I don't think I, I forget if I actually watched it because it was in the middle of the night. 
but um, the Donald Trump victory speech um, after Clinton conceded, which is, by the way, a thing you need to do. You need to concede when you lose. Um, I remember seeing clips and things of his speech and trying and saying, okay, this speech is what he needs to say in order to try to do good. And I really wanted it to be true. I really wanted to say, okay, for one, we're going to give you a chance. And then everything he proceeded to do after that, after that speech, just showed who he actually is. He is not, he did not, he, he obviously did not think the things that he said in that speech were true. And somebody else wrote it for him and he stuck to the script. And that was not, it just didn't reflect reality. And it was really nice to see a extremely stark contrast because that, that was the best Trump I think we ever saw was that speech, that um, victory speech. The speeches and press conferences and rally speeches that we've gotten in those four years since have just slowly and surely gone off the rails. This man has heard yes to every question he's ever asked. And this is the first time he's hearing no. And honestly, it was it's great of Joe Biden. He did the right thing, obviously reaching across the aisle, trying to unify people. We will see if that actually helps. Uh, I think it would be really great if it did. And, you know, honestly, what was amazing to see for me, especially comparing it to four years ago when I was so excited to see a female president of the United States. Uh, I really wanted it. We all really wanted it. Um, I think I can say that speaking as Canadians, we all really wanted it. Um, Kamala Harris was great too in her speech. She, you know, again, just a stark contrast in the, the tone and clarity of message for this incoming administration. Administration-elect, can, can I use that as a term? It's wonderful. And I've always said, like when I talk about the liberal government in Canada, I am more left than the liberals are because the liberals are not that far left. They're really kind of almost center-right, maybe center-left if you're, if you're being generous. Um, similarly, the Democrats, the main slice of the Democratic Party is not a left-leaning party. It's center or center-right at best. Um, but honestly, it's, it's incredibly refreshing because when you have a party like that, when you have a party like the Democrats or like the liberals, you can agree with them on the fundamentals. You can agree on the basics because you both have a common shared playing field. And then you're much more likely to have some receptivity with suggestions that are more liberal that you can make. Um, whereas with the last administration and with conservative government in Canada, it feels like it feels like you're trying to argue the exact opposite of what they want, and there's just no way they're ever going to do it. So it feels like, like I've been seeing a lot of people in the U.S. talking about how it's going to be really great to be able to try to push Joe Biden left. And I felt the same way as somebody who supported the NDP in the last two elections, the last couple of elections that I voted in in Canada at the different levels. Um, it's great to think that the NDP are going to push the liberals left and just not have to fight, but kind of say, hey, here's a policy idea that's a little more progressive than than what you might have um, been suggesting. Maybe we can try incorporating it. Um, that's great. That's what I want. Honestly, the, the hardest part now, the biggest thing here is trying to figure out, I mean, if Trump's going to concede, just concede, like you're embarrassing yourself. Um, and if he's not going to concede, just how to get him to go away and not throw a tantrum and break everything in the Oval Office and in the White House while he's moving out. Um, this man may try to burn everything down on the way out in terms of politics. Um, I, 
it's e- like to me it's either that either he tries to burn everything down or he just resigns and leaves and honestly at this point either of those would be great um just i mean burn as little down as you can hopefully but honestly if he resigned tomorrow or monday that honestly that'd be fine they don't need a transition team biden's been getting national security updates for a little while now as one of the main candidates with a good chance of winning um he's already started transitioning um he's built a transition team obviously because he was in such a a good position um polling wise he'd been putting all these plans together donald trump had no platform his platform was the same one they used in 2016 he (laughs) who would he pick in a cabinet um right now all of Trump's cabinet picks or many of them are just acting because it's been such a tumultuous time. And this man doesn't is running out of people that he could pick. There's no there's no good reason for Donald Trump to want to govern except that he has never heard no. And Joe Biden obviously has in-depth plans for lots of things. I'm not saying he's perfect. Far from it. Um, I would still have rather had somebody like Elizabeth Warren as the nominee. I'm not entirely sure she, she would have won because she's faced a lot of um, negative press from Donald Trump. I think he would have taken the same tack with her as he did with Hillary Clinton. And uh, so I'm very glad that the nominee, uh, the president elect is democratic, but honestly, we could have done, America could have done better. There, there are better people, but Joe Biden's going to be a great leader. He's going to listen to people. Um, honestly, he is just going to be excellent. And I look forward to minor quibbles about policy. And I'm sure many of his collaborators in the Democratic Party do as well. I'm going to leave it here for now. Very excited about this. Hopefully, I never have to talk about politics again. Unless something crazy happens, I will try not to bring it up for another week or two or however long I, I can. Um, all that to say, it was, it's been great. Um, we came out of this okay. It's been like five days of election talk. I hope it's done. I wish it's done. Thank you very much for sticking with me, for listening through this. And I will talk to you tomorrow about something that is not politics. I've already got it planned out. Bye.